You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! Welcome to another episode of All Nat. Let me first start by wishing you all a happy new year. As you know, All Nat is brought to you by OTS. People call me Natalie, but most people actually call me Nat. I'm your host, and today I'm here today with a very, very exciting guest for me. You guys know if you've been watching All Nat that I love having women on. I love having Black women on. I love having Black women who are content creators on. And I love having Black women who know hoops. And Justina knows her shit, okay? So you're going to be in for a great conversation. And I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. Justina, welcome. Thank you for having me, Nat. Thank you for having me. Now, bear with us, audience, because I'm having some connection issues today. So the answers are coming, even if you hear some pauses, okay? So bear with us today. Um, So Justina, I have her on because the Warriors are going to be facing up against the Miami Heat soon, and that is her squad. I also have her on just because she's an amazing basketball mind. And also, I just, you know, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself because I don't know how many of my listeners might be familiar with you 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 know she is a a a person who you might see her tweets you know she you know if you're following me I retweet her stuff I engage with her so you might have seen her but if you don't can you just tell them a little bit about yourself tell them a little bit about hoop fouls and what that is and you know just tell them a little bit about yourself no problem well first of course you all know my name is Justina I am the president of Rashad Phillips Sports Talk 2319 I evaluate both men's and women's um, for his high school, um, as well as college. I also started my own company as well that, that intertwines with Sports Talk 2319. And this is allows for me to take high school grassroots, both male and female, and watch them transition through the game of basketball. I break down their game 
to be able to see their rhythms and how they are, how they use those same rhythms and implement those into um, team offenses. So anyone who say, hey, Justin, can you break down my game? Can I see exactly what you, um, what I do wrong, what I do right? Here it is. I'm the eyes for that. So I've become a part of, I've been in this for about two years. Of course, I played basketball myself. So of course I know. What position did you play? I played point guard. Okay. Um, yeah, I played point guard. And the thing of it is, is I'm not, I wasn't Steph Curry good. I was Chris Paul good. Girl, they're <laughs> both, they're both all time great. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's really, you know, so I kind of work with all players, rather professional, unprofessional. And I, I do my thing and I enjoy it. So let, let me ask you your question, a question, because I mean, you played and there, how do you feel about people who didn't play participating in this space, talking about basketball, evaluating basketball, things like that? Because sometimes there's this dynamic, like, you didn't play, what do you know? Like, do you feel like that? Or do you think people who didn't play have, like, insight they can offer? They can. It, the thing is funny. Great coaches sometimes are people who don't even play. But the key of it is, is being humble about it willing to learn if you're willing to learn sit look at the film you'll learn everything you need to know you can't go just based off of analytics that's we take that out you have to actually sit watch the game film watch how many times curry put the ball in his left hand watch how many times he put the ball in his right hand that's going to be able to give you the ability oh he likes to do this he likes to do that so you got to be able to willing to watch the rhythms and so any person who, who hasn't played it's okay but you got to be honest and be humble with yourself enough to know if you want to learn the game. Okay. So that's how I look at it. Okay. Well, I didn't play, but I, I don't care that I didn't. Meaning like, <laughs> it's not going to stop me from talking about it, but I right. think people have like very different perspectives on it. And I'll never profess to be like, I know everything, which probably doesn't sound right if you follow me on Twitter, because I always be questioning Steve Kerr all the time. And people are like, bitch, you know, what are you doing? You didn't play. But um, yeah, I think that I think sometimes the ability because I didn't play, it makes me look at the game in a different way sometimes. Right. Like it's like I'm a lawyer and a lot of times people will talk about the law who aren't lawyers. And sometimes they do have perspectives that we don't think about because of the way that we think about it as a lawyer. So I don't think that I have more to offer per se, or that I'm any smarter. I just like to hear lots of different views and opinions. And so, but some people don't, some people are just like, you didn't play. I don't want to hear from you. You know, it just depends. And then, you know, the, the analytics crowd, you know, they're very, um, if you're not into analytics, you're not as smart as me. So, you know, there's, there's that whole dynamic, which I like all of it. I, sometimes the analytics, they become a bit much, but I do like the numbers. I also like looking at the game and watching it. I just, I like hearing from everyone, you know, I like to hear players perspectives. I like to hear coaches perspectives. So that's why I usually all have like different kinds of people on my show because coaches think really differently than players right and if you play point guard you think very differently than someone who was like a big man and you know mm -hmm. and if you're really into numbers like sometimes the context that you add to it is also like really interesting to me so it, I just love talking about basketball I love consuming it I'll talk about it all day mm. so like I just love digesting it all but I always like to you know get people's different perspectives so Anyway, girl, let's let's switch to awesome. this um, matchup. Um, I'm so excited. Um, 
so going into this game, you guys have some people out. Is there anyone who's going to be out that you're aware of? I mean, I know anything can change between now and the game. And we're recording this actually on the, the Thursday. So we have like a few days before the game. But are there players that you know for sure will still be out by the time um, you guys play Golden State? It's tricky because I don't know if they're out just because they're, you know, they really have that actual conditioner or if um, Eric is just actually sending them. But Jimmy and KZ are day-to-day. But who they have out right now is Cal, P.J. Tucker, Gabe Vincent, Scrooge, Morris, Bam, and all of And these are injuries, not COVID, right? Right. And then some of them are health protocols. They are health protocols at this moment. But that's why they're calling up people for 10-day games, for for 10-day contracts. Right. So it's kind of like, how many players are we going to – because we just postponed our game on yesterday against Spurs. Oh, so our game got postponed tonight versus Denver. So I don't know if you saw that news. So Warriors were supposed to do the the rematch with Denver, and it got postponed because Denver has less than eight players because they had three that went into protocols this morning. So – that's my thing is, will we have the health enough to be able to play the Golden State on Monday? <laughs> well, so, I mean, so I thought Jimmy was back. He's not back? He's back, but he's day-to-day. Eric chooses when to play him and when not to, just like Harold, just like Tyler Hill. I can't imagine Eric not wanting to play him, though, versus Golden State. So my guess is if he's day-to-day, he'll I hope play. He even if we don't have them that's fine but i hope we play everybody because this is going to be a very exciting matchup i saw an interesting signing though for one of those 10 days mario chalmers is coming back and i oh not happy not excited about that one just seen <laughs> you know what i remember most you know what i remember most about mario chalmers that he used to hit like big threes at like the worst time, not for the, the heat, because I'm sure that was great for y'all. But if you were an opposing team, I'm like, why does this freaking man always like hit these like just momentum changing like threes? Um, mm-hmm. And I also remember the big three, particularly Braun, um, them picking on him a lot. Like just, he was always getting yelled at. He seemed like the team punching bag a little bit. So. Right um that that's that's my my memory of Chalmers but um do you think is he 35 can 35 year old Chalmers come in and help you guys oh maybe because I mean I don't understand why I don't I don't don't understand so much why that pickup guard wise if Kyle is playing you still have Scrooge you still have Vincent you still have Tyler you still have Jimmy I don't see the you know, maybe Eric knows something that I do. Maybe he's not going to play who we think he's going to play. So he's going to put Chalmers in that position. But no, I can't see it. I don't, I can't see it. So we're going to see. So you keep saying like, <laughs> this is like a really exciting matchup. So what, like, what are you most excited for? What do you think makes it so compelling? The coaching strategy is going to be well, because these two teams are not ball dominant. In terms it of a singular player, you mean, right? It says it's a, it's a, yep, it's a okay. singular player. The off-ball movement is beautiful for their offense. That's how they score their points. I mean, both teams can't overplay screens or scrambles because Warriors are first in the league. They got 16.2 game, 
16.2 points per game off of cuts. That's a lot of points. See, I didn't even Plus, know that. Yeah. They're number one. 16.2 points? Is that what you said? 16.2 points per game off of cuts. That's incredible. He I'm wondering who's leading that. That must be like Andrew has to be one of the leaders in that. Probably GP2 as well. Right. He are second in the league. And how many points <laughs> per game are they scoring off of? 11.9. Okay. Okay. It's still not as much as Golden State because they're 16 versus 11, but that's a lot. So both teams can't overplay when it comes to pick and roll, especially off the player in the slip. They can't do it. I think it'd be their time. I think there's actually lots of interesting stats about Golden State. Like one of them is that they often lead the league in dunks or they're like one of the top teams, which is like funny to and me. You wouldn't even think that. Exactly. Think that. And <laughs> so that's interesting. These are some of the reasons I do like stats. They're just interesting. They tell you things. And then the other thing that I think is interesting is that the defense holds up even without Dre on the court. And that's not to say Dre is not who he is because he is, you know, an incredible defender. But, like, mm. it shows you that the team really just defends well overall. Like, I don't know if you you watched the last game versus Denver where they came out, like, lethargic and, and crazy. And then the second right. half, they just, like, turned it up. They held Denver to 29 second-half points for the entire second half, third and fourth quarter. Denver was up. It was like 60 something to like 39 or something. They had like a 20 something point lead and the game ended with, it was like uh, in the eighties, it was such a low scoring game. Like no team got to 100, but they hold them to 29 second half points. And the defensive rating is actually slightly better with Dre off, but I just attribute that to being like Dre plays against like better guys. Like when he's on the court. Another thing is, too, and just like you just said, it holding them to 29 points in the second half. Miami and Golden State are both top three in points allowed per game. They're both in the top three. They're both top ten in defensive rating. What What is the Heat's defensive rating? Do you know? Like, where they are specifically? It's fine see. if you don't. I was just curious. Okay. Where are they? Is their offense like top one, ten? To- no, I don't think their offense is top 10. They dropped slightly because, remember, we went on a rampage of just losing back-to-back. Okay. But Golden State is top 10 in passing. <laughs> top 10 in passing. Yeah, that I know. That I you know. know. They got – you see what I'm saying? In Miami, we're just a little slightly, but we like 16th under y'all for top 10 passing. And we dropped because we were losing that way because that is our offense. That is how we win. You know what I mean? We operate off the high and post edges, okay? Meaning, weak side action, that's where we're getting our, our bread and butter from. You see what I'm saying? We're going to put uh, Dead Man, Bam, when he was there, we're going to put them low high posts, and we're going to roll. We're going to roll. We're going to have Duncan. We're going to have Carroll. We're going to have uh, Butler, Kyle, coming off of those flare and split screens, knocking shots down. This is going to be a very tough matchup because Golden State Warriors are the same. It's not you can't seclude on on um Curry. So I'm curious, right? Because you often hear people compare Golden State and the Heat, like sometimes, like in terms of culture, which I really want to get into this whole heat culture thing because I didn't <laughs> know this was like a thing. I started to like 
which is crazy because like I mean I'm pretty familiar with the heat like I lived in South Florida for a number of years and my family still lives here so I mean I have like people around me with like lots of connections to the heat but I never knew this whole like heat culture thing you see it all the time on um you know NBA Twitter everyone's always talking about it and it was like a whole big thing when Kyle Lowry came like oh yeah he spits like heat culture or heat culture will I don't know blah 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 help him and then I think supposedly part of the reasons why and I don't know all the details around it that maybe you guys weren't interested in James Harden was because he didn't fit heat culture or at least that's the Mm -hmm. rumor so I don't care whether that's true or not but I what is this heat culture that everyone talks about can you tell me a little bit about it like what is that about I think it's I think it's the meaning of the underdog I think they they see us as that because when we lost in the bubble against um, the Lakers, of course I knew that we weren't going to win. Now I've been a heat, I've been a heat culture fan since Eddie Jones. Question: Eddie Jones, if You guys were fully um, healthy in the bubble. Do you think that you could have won, or you still you still would have given the advantage to the Lakers? No, no, because I'm I'm, I'm reality. I don't bet against King James. I don't. Unless it's hold on, listen, hold on, hold on, my girl, hold on, my girl. Unless it's that. That's a whole different. Hold, okay. hold on now, hold on now. And I'm just not just saying it because you're a Steph fan. Steph is is the greatest shooter in the NBA and will be to come. It, it that's just what it's going to be. KD, I, that's my favorite player, but him in Brooklyn are doing perfect. But the only time I could change James is if if Steph is her, uh, if Steph is healthy. I'm sorry, but Steph, it, nobody, I never seen nothing like him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I love my boy KD, but no. So I'm, but I can't, I couldn't go against King James Lash, uh, I mean, the year before, because I couldn't bet out. I couldn't bet him out. They, uh, Jimmy played a, a great job, but James got too much experience. Way more experience. I think it definitely would have oh. been a more competitive series. I don't know. I Justina, okay, wait with me for a second. Wait with me for a second. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, so did you say something in that moment? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, okay. Um, okay, no, I, I appreciate your Steph love. And yes, I, I have a lot of people in my life who are Katie, Katie fans. So I know that. Um, but I just, you know, I felt bad because, you know, people kind of felt like, you know, they dismissed the, the run during the bubble. And I wonder how you feel about that in terms of like, you guys got there and people are just like, oh, they only got there because the bubble, it's not real. Like, let's not take it seriously, that kind of a thing. I took that portion of it, but experience beats out playoffs all the time. And I've seen it so much back, even in the Kobe days. When you have so much experience underneath your belt and being able to know how coaching key in on your, your, for one, key in on you for the things that you can't do, on your struggles, you have to be able to play through it. Tyler Harrell, let's just be honest. With Duncan, I kept telling people what, what they will do is make him put the ball on the floor because he don't know how to make plays putting the ball on the floor. He's a shooter. 
You see right. what I'm saying? You have to have experience to know these things. Tyler Hero is too. He didn't good, do good as in the playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong. This is no knock on him. But the same thing he's given us now with 20-something points a game and all this other stuff, I need this to be done in the playoffs. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so that's why I say experience. Had they had the more experience, and then on top of this, I'm not afraid to say this, Miami, we need the back to the basket big. We need that. You know what I mean? We, we, I see that they um, took their development players and brought them in for the second team, but we need a back to the basket big because, because Bam is not bad. So they don't need to make him that. So you so want another I, big on the court with Bam? Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. But we have P.J. Tucker. Interesting. We have P.J. Tucker because he's, he's running the four. But when it, Nat, when it comes to winning championships, it's all about balance to me. you got to have balance. Hold on, Justina. Wait one second. Okay, y'all. Sorry about those little technical glitches. You were saying, Justina, that you think it's all about balance, right? In terms of... Yep. Okay. And so you were proposing that you need a back-to-the-basket big on the floor with um, with Bam, which is interesting mm-hmm. to me. How do you see that working? Um, okay, Bam is... Everyone wants him to do things that he's not. For one, he's hitting those 10 foot. 10 to 15 foot jumpers, that is fine. Kyle comes in, roll, because you still operate off the lower half post, but how many times did you actually say that you see Bam backing somebody down on the turnaround? That's more 80s style. You see what I'm saying? He's more of your, come off your pick, either you roll into the basket, you know, you're going, you, you're already a hustle player, so you're going to lay up at the rim, or, or, or we're looking for an alley. But does he have to play He doesn't like have that? No, he doesn't. I know, he doesn't you're, I know you're saying he can't, but do you really think that's necessary for you guys to like? For, no, for him, no, not for Bam. But what I think with Deadman is he he still gives that spacing. You see, what I'm saying take Bam, even if Deck is playing on the second unit, second unit, he still gives that spacing because now off the low high post actually they love to run. Now you give the availability for. If he's coming off the back of the basket and he's playing his best, he can make those passes. Um, Bam can make those passes. I just don't like, I just don't like, how can I say this? I don't like that's all that Bam could do. I feel like he should be able to ex- explore more of the options. You see what I'm saying? And uh, so having a back to the basket big, and I, we can have one. We don't have to have one because P.J. Tucker comes in at the four, but they're going to trample over us in the post. They're going to trample over us in the post. We don't have post players, really. I mean, Golden State doesn't either. Well, Golden State got them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Golden State got them. They don't even need to go inside. Just Curry. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're not one of the people who seem to be concerned about our lack of size, apparently. No, no. <laughs> That's like crazy. Not that this is off topic a little bit, but I remember some people, I don't know if this was a troll or not on Twitter, 
But someone was like, why don't you run Curry off the line? This was a, a person that I thought that had a really good basketball sense. And he was like, all y'all have to do is run Curry off the line. What? You know there what? are lots of so people. You know, there are lots of people who think he's like nothing but a shooter. And when I say a shooter, I mean, like, just a better version of like Duncan, you know, on your team, right? Like, that's, there's people who think I, just, that. I still don't understand that. I, I, I think that's, I still want to say that's a troll. I really want to say that's a troll. Because in all the days of my life, running him off the line, do you not see the off ball capabilities? It's still, that's why I have to get off Twitter for a day or two, because it's, it'd be, it'd be blowing. It's my body. People say lots of things. I mean, like, even if you, um, I think one of the ones that I, that has been like on the rise lately this year, which I think is pretty funny is people are saying like, he, he can't like get around players anymore. It's, it's a, it's a suggestion that he's in decline and that he can't get around players, you know, um, I'm like, are you watching how he's being guarded right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, tell me the player, if they have two, three guys around them, like, wh- where is he going to get around? What is he doing? Right. So, but if you, if he does ever have a one-on-one matchup, he can get by anyone like, and he can get to his spots. He can still create space. You know, even though he hasn't even been shooting that well, he's been taking a much larger volume of threes this year. And I think that's due to a mm-hmm. couple of reasons. I actually don't think that's going to like, I don't think that's going to last throughout the season, meaning just like the volume. Like I know he's the greatest shooter. I know he's Steph and he can shoot threes. I know he's still basically shooting them at a 40% clip, but like six, mm. I think like 66% of his shots are like threes this year. Right. Um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it's a lot more than normal, but I think that volume, some of it had to do with the, the record chase. Right. Um, you know, okay, for him to break okay, the record. Okay. And I think some of that also has to do with like clay being out and them leading into math right now, because they know how, like definitely having JP is huge. Right. Um, and, and Andrew as well, but in terms of like people who really help to open up the floor, we're still limited to some extent. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like if, like, I don't know if you saw the Christmas game, but look at like how the Suns, like they just left Otto open. That was a very bad mistake. And he just kept, you know, scoring and scoring and he closed the game for us. So if people mm-hmm. are going to sell out on Steph, which is what most teams choose to do, right, then you're not going to be able to like really see him constantly taking people one-on-one and doing stuff. And he's not, ooh, Justine, yeah, I sorry. lost you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, somebody, yeah, hold on, I'm sorry. No, no problem. No, no, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's just like people are not understanding. I don't think the reasons why you're not seeing him drive and like do as many things. I really think that when Clay comes back, you're going to see that change because no one is going to be like, yeah, we're just going to leave Clay Thompson over it, it, it open. It won't matter that he's coming off an injury for two years. Like they're going to guard him like he's Clay Thompson. And if you do leave him open in the corner, you're going to pay for that. So um let me ask you a question too i gotta i got a question for you go ahead go ahead (laughs) what do you think about jordan Poole's development oh my god like that is the (laughs) brightest spot to come out of everything right in those two years when we like lost our guys and we're dealing with injury um i always love to see like a guy come up i certainly didn't see it in him you know um 
I'm never a fan of like just trashing young players and like saying like what their ceilings are, but I didn't see this. I mean, I Jordan is a special. He's a dynamic creator. You know what I mean? Like, and we really need him because Clay is not even that, you know, Clay is a marksman and he can mm. shoot, but like Clay is not like a shot creator. You know what I mean? That's not what he is on our team. And so Jordan, the fact that he right now, actually, I think, well, let, let's just talk about all the things he can do. He's a three-level scorer, but, like, he also, like, he shoots his free throws really well. He might have the highest percentage right now on the team. Um, he finishes at an incredible rate. He's getting to the rim, and his finishing is elite. You know, in isolation, his points per possession, he's, like, at the top of the league. I think he's, like, top five. So he's really, 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 really good for the team. Um, so I, I'm loving it, and... I love his um, confidence, right? Like he's not shaken if he misses something or he plays bad and you need that. You need that going into the postseason, right? So he's young. He's going to still make mistakes. He still can be a little inconsistent, which I honestly chalk up to having to be on the court with Steph because I think Jordan is better when he has the ball in his hands and can do a little mm -hmm. bit more. So when he does move to like a full sixth man role, and he's still going to get like the same number of minutes. But when that's like kind of, you know, when he gets to run more with that second unit and have it, I think you're going to actually see more consistency out of him. So I'm so excited. I also like this too. When I, when I start seeing his, seeing him play in this confidence, one thing about Steph Curry is <clears throat> he's a leader, but he, he's not, he don't have to be a leader like so vocally, like you will see like, uh, LeBron or well, Kawhi. see I often hear more of the thing of Kawhi and Kevin Durant he's a leader by the way that he plays but he allows for Jordan to be able to do that him and Draymond and that's why I like him so much that's why he plays with the confidence because they've given him the access young buck come on let's go yes, out there that's made it. a pack with him like he was like like basically like we need you. So like, it's me and you. Can you imagine like Stephen Curry coming to you as like a third year player and saying that to you? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, stop calling me. Popular. So yeah, yeah you know. I just put my phone up in Go ahead. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. Um, I'm really happy about him, but like, so I, but I want to talk about some of the guys on your team too, because Tyler Hero had a sort of down year last year, but this year he seems to be like the sixth man of the year leading candidate. Right. So one, do you think okay. he's going to, going to get that award, but two, how do you feel about the way he's playing this year and what he's doing for the heat? <clears throat> For one, Tyler Harrell has made his game easier because he's decided to get fast buckets. Now I'm a fast bucket player. I don't need I don't need the dancing. I promise you I don't need the dance. I need you to get right to it. So how do you so, feel about Kyrie? <laughs> I love Kyrie, but that's the, the face you just made though. <laughs> <laughs> it's selective. That's Kyrie. He Kyrie was born to do that. You know what I mean? But Tyler Hero is so Kyrie. So oh, if you're born to dance, you're fine with it. But if you're not, you don't want people dancing. I don't need you dancing because okay. you, especially in uh, Eric's style of the game, we need for you to come off those screens, get right into it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we need for you to create space to be able to get your shot off. That's okay. 
But once we come and lock and load it off those screens, we need you up. We need you up. You know what I mean? We need you up. And that's what Duncan is. And that's one of the reasons why Duncan has been struggling because he's been overthinking the game. Okay. He's been overthinking the game too much. It's like, oh, as soon as I come off the screen, I got to shoot it. No, because guess what? Nine times to ten, if you're, they're already looking for you to shoot, your role man is already to the basket. You see what I'm saying? Don't forget to make basketball plays. And that's what Tyler is doing this uh, doing this year. He's making the basketball plays, but he's also getting into his mojo of scoring and being able to come off those shots quick, fast, in a hurry and knock down those shots. So let me tell you that I think that from a coaching standpoint, you guys have okay. the edge in that matchup. I'm a huge Spo fan. Okay, um, okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm I'm not a fan of Kerr in terms of um, in-game adjustments and his okay. rigidity sometimes, you know, with, with lineups. I'm probably harder on Kerr than I need to be, but um, I really am a big fan of Spolstra. And so... Heat culture is one of the ways that people say these teams are, are similar, but it's also the style of play in terms of like just ball movement and things like that. What, what, what do you think are the differences? Like, let's just take out the fact like personnel, right? But like, what do you think are the differences between the way like the Warriors play and the Heat play? Um, because there are a lot of similarities, but I'm curious like what you think sets them apart. One is... It's going to be offensive flow of how many passes does it have to get for who whoever score first. It's, it's definitely going to be in team passing. Um, and I'm going to say this because the numbers is actually showing that. Okay. Yeah, they both have the numbers are actually showing that, and the um the Warriors are winning over a hundred passes right now. That's going to be the major thing. How many passes? How many passes does it get? Because Draymond and them have a more patient offense. Your offense is much more patient. You can wait down to the last five seconds, and they're gonna they know how to do backdoor cuts to lay the ball up. You know what I mean? You also have better uh, scores. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tyler Harrell and Duncan Robinson. Robinson is 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 not shooting. Um, the way that we expected for him since last year. So he's coming out and he's still, he's not in his groove just yet. So you got Poole, Curry, you still got Wiggins, you still got Porter. All of these are natural shooters that can come in the offensive flow of the game. And Miami just doesn't have that just yet. We're still struggling to find that offense. Um, and that's one of the biggest things. Another thing too for Miami is that they have the edge, is the double teams. Expect for Curry to be double teamed because they're going to get the ball out of his hands. We that every game. <laughs> <laughs> we but expect that the, every game. <laughs> but the thing about Miami is they're so dominant with double teams, they know how to double team and hard hedge to get back into the play. That's the beautiful thing okay. about them. So it's, it's going to be that defense, but the offense is 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 Golden State has it. You all have the edge on the offense. I will say that. Okay. Simple as that. <laughs> so I want to talk about the East a little bit and the Heat. So I mean, okay. 
the Heat feel like at one point in the season, people were like, okay, the Heat could be the best team in the East. And you guys were like kind of rolling and then all kinds of things started hitting the team. But mm-hmm. once healthy, right? And like yeah. you guys have everything together, where do you see your the team in the East? Like, are they the third best team, do you think? And 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 do you think they have a chance to come out of the East? Whew. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna go off of my swag. We got a chance to beat Brooklyn for the number one spot. I'm going off my swag because Kyrie, we don't know where his mindset is. Simple as that. He, he only playing away games. Not playing. Yeah, away. I'm curious what you think about that. Cause you you I mean, Kyrie isn't actually playing point, right? Like he's their shooting guard now. But just in general, what do you think about that? As someone who played and like having a player who's in the lineup half the time and out of the lineup half the time. How it does messes that... up defensive flow? Mm-hmm. Okay. How you, defensive how you get flow? The Just only defensive flow? Yeah, or? The, the, the whole flow. The, the whole, whole flow. flow because okay. How can, how can you just keep putting him in and out of games? How can you get them the, the mush? Makes no sense. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say if, if he's going to be the dominant factor for that, which is going to give the heat the run. I'm not so worried. I'm not worried about the, uh, the Bucks. I like Giannis. Too. <laughs> Your defense seems to know how to deal with Giannis. Devils and them hard, doubles and hard hedges playing the zone. And one thing about it, two things for show, Eric is going to put a full court um, zone, a full court press into a zone. You're going to have to fight over the top for those shots and you better come with it because you ain't beating us in the seven game series with those shots. So what, when, when Giannis has, um, like the, even this year in that game, now he was missing some of his guys. So in fairness, but like, what seems to be causing him the most problems from your defense? Um, it's the for one, they're they're not letting him switch. They're eliminating the switches for the mismatch. Okay, that's one of the things. They're double teaming him, and they already know Giannis is headstrong into the paint. They're gonna clog that paint. And how they clog the paint is through the zone. Through yeah. Zone. Best way to get Giannis. <laughs> Best way to get Giannis. But Giannis, I got to admit, I'm not going to take this away from Giannis. He said he's not scared to take them shots no more. He's taking them. <laughs> yeah, he's Y'all knocking them down. He's anymore. knocking them down a little bit more, but there's still some times. I don't know if I'm still yet a believer in the shot yet, right? I think he has to do it for me. <laughs> a little bit more um so I probably fall into the same boat as you but I I I've always said that even coming into the season I said I think Miami is still equipped to defend Giannis like people seem to think that by the way all of these guys are unguardable like in terms of like you're not shutting any of them down per se so I don't mean to say it like that but you guys have the and I think probably Golden State too, but we'll have to play them and see. And we do have the Bucks coming up, you know, also in January. But I, I, I believe that um, I think both of these teams have the ability to just make it harder on him, you know, to make it 
and make it harder on him so he's not just like dominating but you know I could be wrong we'll see so uh so you think you guys could finish one how many games behind are you behind the others Mm -hmm. right now can you catch them because they have a a lead over the heat Um, let me look at the standing they they do um Brooklyn yeah let's see how many games they are but I'll tell you another thing that's also why Golden State and Miami are so good for each other. Okay. And 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 one of the reasons why is because they believe in development. So a lot of their teams are coming four from games. Julie. A lot of their players are coming from Julie. Sorry, you guys are four only games? four games back of them. I thought it was more oh. than that. So okay. that's but y'all gotta start winning. Okay. Yeah. When we get our people back. Not against Golden Bell State, but everybody else, y'all got to start winning again. <laughs> yep. Come on, we can get Brooklyn, man. We can get them. You Sorry, think you can beat them in a series? Huh? You think y'all can beat Brooklyn in a series? <clears throat> we can take it for a seven game. We go seven games, y'all. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I mean, like, them. I don't sleep on the Heat. What do you feel? What do you think about the Bulls? Because people don't seem to think they're real. I think the Bulls... No, are, they're real. I think they're real. Yeah. They're real. <laughs> and Jamar is really mid-range guard right now. This is the best I've ever seen. Now, don't get me wrong with the Spurs and everything. He was good. But this is the best I've ever seen Jamar. I mean, coming... And he is the mid-range guard. Zach going to do what he going to do. Lonzo, I don't care what nobody say. They can say whatever they want to say. I've been saying this since he entered the league. Lonzo is going to make a lot of money in the NBA because of his stance of the position that he plays. He doesn't have to score too much. All he has to do is knock down a couple of three-pointers and get you an offensive floor of the game with passing. He's going to be a millionaire. He's going to be a million-dollar man every chance he gets because you need that, especially in the playoffs. I'm happy for Lonzo just that he found, like, a home, you know, especially with, like, his brother coming in and kind of, like, being such a star people started like just saying unfair things about him I thought and he didn't seem to be utilized properly in 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 on the Pelicans so I'm happy for him I'm happy he's found mm-hmm. a home and I'm happy for the Bulls and that fan base they don't annoy me I I stopped being happy for fan bases when they annoy me but the, the Bull fan base don't doesn't annoy me so I'm happy for them the Suns <laughs> they do so I I don't like them there's some others, but they're they're the new like ones on my Lakers. list. I don't like the Lakers. The Lakers are their fan base or both. Well, the fan base, because the fan base, they think they know when they have no idea. It's like this. Soon as they get a guy, they automatically, oh, he's gonna do this for us. He's gonna do that for us. He's gonna do this for us. Like I feel like other team bases are just surreal about what a what a player comes and what they're gonna do. Like you asked me about Mario Chalmers. I, I mean, I'm going to be surreal. Miami going to be like, yeah, you know, people think Miami. If they was the Lakers, they'd be like, yeah, Mario will come in here. He going to do this. He gonna... No. I no. fans are delusional. I mean. I think they're very delusional. Like, every fan base on some level is. But, like, we're, like, almost halfway through the season. And they still talking about, when we get all our guys. Like, bro. <laughs> y'all were losing with LeBron. Y'all losing without him. Y'all couldn't win versus OKC with Anthony Davis and Russell. Lost like, him twice. Like, y'all are not good. Row. Y'all are not good. Trevor Ariza ain't changing that. 
or whoever else they keep telling me needs to come back. It's just, I don't know, but we'll see, you know, to be determined, but they are. And then the problem with that fan base is like, now it's not just Lakers fans. There's Lakers fans. There's the LeBron fans. There are now Russell Westbrook fans. It's just a, a mix of just insufferable people. Um, I digress. I, see, I already knew the problem when I first started. When they first, I already knew the problem. I just been quiet ever since. <laughs> Listen, let's see, let's change that subject because we were talking about good things and we we're talking about teams that look good. So let's uh, keep it moving. Um, it's so all right because like the East, the East is interesting to me. Like when the season first started. It felt like the East was like much deeper than the West. I don't know if I think that anymore, but the East, the East is just definitely better. Like they're just much better than they used to be. Even the Cavs, it sucks for their injuries because they're also a real team. So like, I'm not, I think the best teams in the East right now are, um, this is not an order, but I think it's, okay. I think it's Bucks, Nets, Heat, uh, Cavs, and Bulls right okay. i think all of those are real teams um but i do admittedly only give the bucks or the heat not no the bucks or the nets a chance to come out and the reason why for me is not because okay. i don't think all the other teams are good it's because i'm a really strong believer in like you need one of those dudes to like win a chip like that's just been the history of the nba you need one of those guys mm -hmm. and as good as i think jimmy is i still don't think he's like a, a Giannis or a steph or a katie level talent you know um some people would say he's top 10 i, I probably have him a little bit lower than that um like top 15 ish Ooh. jimmy they said jimmy oh, yeah no. yeah he ain't top no Right. And so, I mean, he's an incredibly impactful and valuable player, but I just, you know, um, and same thing. I mean, Kyle Lowry has been a little inconsistent with you guys, but I still think he's a pretty mm -hmm. valuable guy. But so that that's for me what it is. It's the same thing with the Suns. I'm like, the Suns don't have a top five player. They don't even have a top 10 player. That's not what book is, you know, as great as Chris Paul is like, that's not who he is at this stage. So those like it's teams like that teams like the jazz teams that are like really good but don't have like one of those guys i always tend to just put them a little lower and that's my sole okay. basis it's not because okay. i don't think that the other teams are really good and like because i'm trying to remember the last team i th think that won without one of those guys and it was what the pistons you know some people said like the spurs when they beat the heat but like, whether you consider Tim Duncan top five, then he's Tim Duncan. Like he's, <laughs> you know what Tim I mean? Tim Duncan, is he's always going to be that. He, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's an all-time yeah. great. So I don't care like what his yeah. ranking was in the league right then. He's Tim Duncan. He's all-time. And he had won. He's done it. Like I know that Tim Duncan knows what to do when he's in the finals. Like that core was proven, right? But I just haven't seen a lot of teams that do not have one of those guys actually win it all. So that's the basis for my theory. Um, okay. And I can be disproven, but that's that's why I tend to always be a little bit lower on the teams that don't have like a, a top five guy or at a minimum a top 10 guy on the team. And I, I agree with you. Um, and that's actually been the talk for the last couple of years um, about it is them not having that go-to guy um, but I want to be able to see if Eric can pull them over the hump with basing 
on that guy. So we, we got Giannis. We've given him trouble. Ain't so much you can do with KD. Let's just take that out. Ain't so much you can do with James. But we can we can take on James and Kyrie. It, for, for instance, and I'll, I'll say this back to even Golden State Warriors games. A lot of people said the key to the Golden, Way, Golden State Warriors success was Curry. We had to lock in Curry. Right? Because we can allow for me to shoot a shot. It's not going to hurt us as much. Curry is what hurts us. Right? So when I'm looking at teams like Heat, you see what I'm saying? Do they have enough of that to key in on players like Giannis to get over the hump, to key in on players like Harden and Kyrie to get over the hump. So that's how I look at it. You see what I'm saying? Could they go back to those days? We know Durant is going to do what Durant does. He doesn't hurt us that much versus James and what Kyrie would. So we key in on James and Kyrie. We just let Kevin do what he do. Same way go to state. We got to key in on Curry. He hurts us the most. Let Kevin do what he would do. So that's how I look at it to see if they can actually get over the hump and win that way. Now, are they championship level ready? No, not ready for a championship yet. But if they get that one more piece, Cal does it, Jimmy does it, but we need that one more piece that can that can push us over. And we and we just don't have to get any. And I don't want them to make somebody make a player what they're not. Okay. Simple as that. So. I'm curious. I didn't ask this. How did you become a Miami Heat fan? Because you're not you're not from South Florida, are you? No, I'm from Georgia. Eddie Jones fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a slasher. And when I when I started seeing him and all, of, and then when like Tim like watching them, that's back in the '90s <clears throat> or whatever. But I, I'm a Hardwood Classic fan, so my father used to put on a lot of the Hardwood Classics. So as I started watching them progress, and so I, I just like the, the hunger about it. When Pat Riley became the president and I started to see all of his presidential uh, decisions, I loved him and it made me become that fan. He believes in development. He believes in giving anybody and giving people a chance. You know what I mean? And I just enjoyed that a lot. I, look, I liked how... He trusted in Eric because Eric was a video guy. You right. see what I'm saying? Trusted in Eric. And now they are winning culture. Regardless if they're not winning the championship, they are winning culture. So I always, always loved it. Always. Okay. That's fascinating. <laughs> I, I just, I, <laughs> it's interesting to me, like people's backstories and like why they like the teams they do and who they root for. Mm-hmm. Um, you compared yourself to Chris Paul as a point guard. So are you a, a Chris Paul fan? Because I don't like Chris Paul. I talk about him very meanly on my <laughs> like when I tweet. Okay. <laughs> love, uh, the real reason why I love Chris Paul is because, and I, I ask people all the time, and this is something that you can ponder on and think about. People ask me all the time. I used to always tell them, what's the difference between LeBron James and Chris Paul passing? And no one, they would give me they would give me Chris you know, Paul's better. Reasonable. Yeah. Some people say Chris Paul better. Some people say LeBron James better. No, but Chris why I like Chris Paul is because <laughs> I, I like Chris Paul is because when it comes to uh, knowing your personnel, they both know their personnel, but Chris Paul is going to play the personnel to their strengths. 
LeBron typically plays to get the best shot available. And you've seen it in the playoffs time and time again. They're both great player playmakers. It both shows up on the box uh, stats. But Chris Paul knows how to put his players in the best position to maximize them, be able to win a basketball game versus LeBron. But LeBron and Chris Paul both have that winning. They're going to win at the end of the day. That's just the difference between how I see them play the game of basketball. Okay. Chris going to set P.J. Tucker up in a corner where he deserves to be at. LeBron, like, I don't damn where you at, shoot it. <laughs> so that's what makes them, you know, similar but different. Okay. I'll, I'll just let that stop there. I would say something that would get us into a whole Braun discussion, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that today. But um, I would agree with that assessment. I would just say that the thing about Chris Paul now sometimes in this era, don't you feel like sometimes he maybe is a little too ball dominant, like holds onto the ball a little bit too much? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that and that hurts their offense. Yes. And I think a reason why too is because he's he's not as young as Booker, Michael. So he's slowing the offense down. Yeah. So sometimes you got to put him on the bench. Like, look, bro, these kids got to run. You got to let them out. You got to yeah. let them go. And that's what he does. Mm-hmm. I agree, a hundred percent. It's like the reverse back in the days on the Celtics when when um, Rondo was there and he was young, but like Paul Pierce and all them guys are old. He'd have to like slow things down so like they could get back. <laughs> Of the court. Magic used to have to do that with Kareem too. His poor stuff. He'd be running down the court trying to get up there. I was like, oh, Kareem. <laughs> you dead wrong, Magic. You Let's slow wrong. it down for you, big fella. <laughs> I mean, the NBA is just, the game is really changing. It's so, so fast, you know. So it's like, man. So what's to come in the next five years? Because it's about to make another drastic change. We're going to see the face of something in the next five years. Well, you know, I had, um, do you know Iman? She's from, um, what is Iman's last name? It's escaping me. Um, her, her Twitter handle is Nope Name. Um, she's a part of like Raptors Twitter. She writes for basketball news. Hey. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So she was on and she wrote an interesting piece about like the Cavs and the Raptors and kind of like their defiance and going big while the rest of the league is going small, you know, just kind of identifying a trend. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe that is the next wave because the Cavs are legit, you know, and um, the Raptors did get something special um, as well with their pick. And so, mm-hmm. You know, we'll just we'll just have to see. But I thought that was an interesting piece. Like, you know, I do always like people who are kind of like on the lookout for what the next trend is going to be. Um, I also don't think though that Golden State is slowing down anytime soon. So I mm-hmm. I I not that I think they're gonna be like running the league for the next several years, but I think that they're gonna be competitive for the next, you know, four to five, barring injuries. Mm-hmm. Barring injuries, but I think Steph's game is aging pretty gracefully. Um, he doesn't yet look like he's slowing down. And then you have Jordan Poole coming behind him. You have Kaminga. I haven't even heard your thoughts on, on Jonathan Kaminga if you forgot to see him play at all. But he is just like, 
special and and also I just okay. love it because people were kind of down on him like they he dropped in the draft you know a lot of people were like oh you know Kaminga like people were passing on him and he's showed some flashes already so whatever you have like our young guys coming up and who are being developed so I kind of like this core who's behind him it does feel very Spurs like right like they had you know TD and 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 Manu and and Tony Parker and actually before that they had the other iteration with like David Robinson and then they um you know had had um Kawhi to follow behind them right. so I like the the young core that's kind of coming behind in Golden State but I don't know if you've had a chance to watch Jonathan Kuminga I'm just curious if you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on that. I haven't I okay. haven't so no. he's probably going to get play in that game so if he does okay Okay. Hopefully, I, I'd love to talk to you afterwards to see like your thoughts on him. But he's, I'm pleased with the draft pick. So yeah, I, I would be. What do you think possibly is going to be like the next trend? Do you have a sense, or you just know that it's going to change because the NBA changes every so many years? She hit it. It's going to be bigs. The bigs okay. coming back. Okay. The bigs are coming back. I was just about to say when she said that, I was like, okay, she sees it. The bigs are getting ready to come back. You know what I mean? And this it's going to be fun. You know what I mean? And are um, these going to be traditional bigs or are these going to be bigs like um, Jokic, like who can pass and play make and like what kind it, of bigs it, are we talking about? Well, Jokic is going, that's a, that's a special talent. So special. to get a big that can pass, you know, you, you know, like your Joaquin Noah's and them, that, that's already a special talent. So we'll leave that out of the way, but your traditional bigs are coming back. Um, okay. And looking at some of them now, like even on the college, like, like I told you, the next to be able to watch what's coming in the NBA, you have to watch grassroots basketball. And since I'm inside of it, it's just kind of like I'm looking at all the college right now. I'm looking at some of my um, athletes that I have actually done um, evals on, and I'm starting to see for tremendous talent of what they're doing their freshman year coming into college. Okay. Of course. Some of them been red shirted. I, I I won't say any names, but I would love to see them play more. But you know, COVID really kind of messed us messed up some of my evals with some of the um the players. So okay. Touché. Do you work with? Um, I think you said this in the beginning, but I just want to make sure you work with um girls and guys. Girls and guys. Girls and guys. I I gotta get my girls. I got, I mean, it, it wouldn't even be right. <laughs> of course. I'm yep. curious, do the guy, do the young, the, do the guys respond to you the same way? Like, do they treat you like with the same level of respect and everything? Or is there they, any, like, or do you have to like earn something with them? I got to earn something with them. Some of them. Um, but the thing of it is, is it's always been like this. And I don't know why it's just like the females tend to listen more. They tend to listen more. I, I, that's the thing about even a lot. You even hear a lot of coaches and trainers tell you this: when it's time to uh, develop a guy versus a girl, unless that guy really wants to learn, it's so easy to do with a girl. Girls are so, I'm hungry. You know what I mean? And guys are too, but they're not. It's like it's a chip on their shoulder after a while. So it, it it transgresses over to me, and it's just like. You girl, what you know what you're talking about? And then it's not until I actually get their film and I start, then they're like, Oh, she knows what she's talking about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that film. Give me that film and I'm good. (laughs) Very dope, Queen. I love it. I love it. Before we um 
clothes did you have and I know you have like a whole little sheet and like things so was there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to just talk about about the game or anything and please once more plug your business and let 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 my listeners know where to find you because like you're such a dope individual um and you're doing big things and everyone should follow you so they can get to know you better well of course again Justina um you can hit me down at twitter at hoopnalysis underscore 35 of course if you need anything evals on players you want to even know my you know anything about any player that you are suggesting whether it's college others pro you can hit me up at hoopvals and of course all um lowercase on uh, on twitter in either two one of those platforms will do well so hit me up rock out of course you know me and matt gonna be going at it on twitter on monday to see what's up <laughs> Yes, we will. But we always keep it respectful. Queens respect queens. So, you know. You and Jay takes me out every time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I told Jay this other day. I said, y'all need to get a show because y'all take me out every time. The great Jay Thompson, guys, another hooper. Um, She was super excited to know you were going to be on. She was like, what? Tuning in? That's going to be the best. So she was like, fan. she was fanning out more than me. So, yes, we we, we love we love the queens with hoop knowledge. So. Let's get it. I told her, I said, Jay, please, you and Nate get a show because I will watch faithfully. You hear me? Y'all be killing me. I get on Twitter just for y'all. I'll be dying. <laughs> Jay's a clown. I'm going to have her on too. I have a little special segment for her that I want to have her on for, but I haven't had that chance yet. So definitely. All right. <laughs> All right, lady. Thank you so much. Um, Like I said, it's going to be New Year's when you guys all see this. So happy New Year to all of you. But um, happy New Year to you. Be safe, Justina. Be well. Thank you for coming on and blessing the show with your knowledge. Keep doing you so I can keep learning from you and just shining on behalf of us. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Everyone, make sure you follow on that on any streaming platform, okay? Spotify now allows you to rate. So if you're listening on Apple Pods, give me that five-star review rating. If you're on Spotify, give me a five-star rating as well. Subscribe on YouTube, but definitely support the show. Continue to send me your comments, reviews, everything. I love it. I appreciate it. Happy New Year, y'all. Be safe. Peace. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.